0: Hello, and welcome to the Reversing Diabetes with Delaine M.D. podcast. This is episode number 202. I'm your host, Dr. Delaine Vaughn. I'm a board-certified family practice doctor, a former ER nurse, and a veteran health care provider, and I am committed to helping women figure out how to live longer and healthier. This podcast is dedicated to women who are not ready to let go of their vitality or their longevity or their vigor. I think most women realize that most of us women realize that life is a gift and we're not ready to throw it away or to start the downward spiral of letting that go. I think we all realize that when we get older, the crispness and maybe the exuberance and the stamina that all dull, dulls a little bit, but we're not ready to let go and blunt it out entirely. When we get a diagnosis like diabetes or prediabetes, we see it as a warning shot that threatens the gift of life and we want to stop it immediately. And the more we learn about diabetes, the more we realize we really have to reverse this in order to maintain that vitality and that spirit that's always been us. This podcast is dedicated to strategies to helping women do just that. For the gentlemen out there, you know I adore you and I love hearing from you. Some of you I've coached. I have a coach that works with men specifically to help them work on their health and change and make healthy lifestyles so his name is jp Baldwin, and his website is www.higherlevelcoaching.co co. His last name is B as in boy, O-L-W-A-H-N as in Nancy, N as in Nancy. He has a similar story to me, meaning that he was a healthy individual. I think he, I want to say he was a Navy SEAL. He was a Special Forces military guy and very what he thought was healthy and then got pre er, diagn- diagnosed with pre-diabetes and had to figure out what was going wrong and how he was doing it wrong and really dedicated to making those changes. He uh, trained at the same school that I did, so he uses a lot of the same coaching skills that I use. I'd highly recommend him if you're interested as a gentleman in trying to uh, make these lifestyle changes in order to improve your health. Before we get started, I want to let everybody know that if you are making these changes and you are on medication, so if you're making a food changes that I recommend, and you are on medications for your diabetes, you need to contact your medical provider and get a clear line of communication open with them so that they can help direct you on how to adjust your medications. You've been medicated in the past for how you ate in the past. If you change the way you eat, you're gonna need to change your medications. If you don't do that, you can get very sick very quickly, dangerously sick that involves hospital stays and possibly death. It can be very, very dangerous. So I need to heavily encourage you to contact your medical provider, get a plan of action set up to where when your sugars start to get into a certain range, you can contact them and let them know where your sugars are and they can give you some guidance on how to change your medications, okay? Make sure you have that line of communication, open up with them and understand that you need to be very careful as you make these dietary changes. Lastly, I want to encourage you to rate the podcast. If you're listening to this podcast and you find it beneficial and you're getting amazing results, and it's been so incredibly helpful for you, if you rate the podcast, this podcast is going to get put in front of more people. That's how the algorithms work. When you rate and review this podcast and whatever podcast app you use, this podcast will get put up in front of more people so more people can get the same help that you're getting. If you don't use, if you're listening through my website, that's awesome. High five up top. Put it on your social media, share it, tell anybody that you think might benefit from this, that there's help out there. That is my mission here on this earth is to help people understand that they don't have to be second tied to the quote unquote healthcare system and be sick all the time. They don't have to be that way. And that's my mission in life. And this podcast is the avenue that I use to do that. So if you're getting help from this, Tell others, rate the podcast, review the podcast so others can see this too. If you are unaware, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook, and I'd love to have the follow. Delaine MD is the name on both places. If you're interested, you can join the Delaine MD Reversing Diabetes group on Facebook. It's a free group. You just have to to ask to join. I let you in. Great community of really helpful souls there. All right. So let's dive in today. Today, we are going to talk about what actually creates your results. Okay. You might think that it's your schedule and how busy you are or the food that's available, or maybe it's your exercise routine. It's none of those things that create your results. Okay. This has been mind blowing for me. I heard another coach, I was listening to a coaching session, a group coaching session, and um, the coach, the moderator of the group, was talking about how she was basically describing the thought model, which I'm gonna jump into. But what she said, which was to my brain, was your circumstances are never creating your results. That is not what creates your results, never ever. That is not how it works. So that is what I want people to hear. So many times I hear from women, it's my schedule, it's the candy jar at the office, it's that I can't exercise, It's that I love this food. We wanna believe it's these things, like it's my love for food that means that I can never be healthy, that I'm destined to life of disease for the rest of my life. That's why I can't fix this. And what I wanna offer to you is when we can really truly understand that that circumstance, the fact that a candy jar exists at your office, that your schedule is what it is, that you love X food, that is a circumstance that occurs and it never creates your results Maybe it has, like your thoughts have led to that being the issue. You believe that's the issue and it's created this result up till now, but it does not have to. Never ever does it have to. In fact, I would offer the circumstance never creates the result. The thought that you have about it does, and that's what we're going to dive into. So before we get jumping into that, I want to review the thought model. The thought model is a coaching tool that I use. It is Present. It's always happening. I'm always using it whenever I'm coaching somebody. So if you've ever coached with me, I was always thought modeling you in the back of my brain. And it's always working. This is also a tool that's used in psychology and cognitive behavioral therapy. It's based on foundational or hard wirings of the human brain. Things like confirmation bias is the big concept that the thought model or this. And again, cognitive behavioral therapy is the same thing that those that concept those concepts are based on these tools are really based on the concept of confirmation bias so there are five parts to the thought model there are the circumstances there are thoughts there are feelings there are actions there are results how those five things fit together is we have circumstances in the world and our brain has thoughts about them those thoughts create the feelings that we have those feelings drive our actions and those collections of actions that we take create the thoughts that, or the results that we have in the world okay So circumstances are some things that I think that maybe we are get a little sticky and confused about. People want to say, my busy schedule, that's a circumstance. My busy schedule is a circumstance. Not everybody would look at your schedule and say it's busy. Maybe it's a reasonable thing to think. Like, it's probably not unreasonable. Like, we are get shit donors in the world, right? Like, it's not unreasonable to believe that your schedule is busy but defining it as a busy schedule is a thought. It is not a circumstance. Now, you may have a piece of paper and it may have things listed out at times that you are scheduled to get them done. That is a court of law thing, right? Like you can present this to a judge and say, this was my schedule this day. You can say, yep, I see that. I see that. I see that. Check, 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 right? Or she can say that. So that can be a circumstance, but when we say it's busy, we're giving, we're we're processing that. We're filtering that circumstance into a thought, okay? And that's really what thoughts are. They're filters of whatever's going on, okay? Another example that I use frequently when I'm describing what a circumstance is, is temperature, right? I can take a thermometer, a Fahrenheit thermometer, and put it in my backyard. You will read it, and when you read it, it will read the same thing that I read on it at the same time. And anybody in the world who comes and looks at the thermometer at that moment in time will read the same number that you and I read on it. That is a circumstance. It's hot is a thought. It's cold is a thought. Weather's nice, thought. Weather's bad, thought. Those are all thoughts. They are not circumstances. In fact, you know, I live in the Midwest in Tornado Alley. I live in Kansas, like the classic tornado state, right? Like tornadoes, like lots of people who don't, who haven't grown up here, they're terrified of tornadoes. Most Kansas kids, most kids who grow up here, we get kind of excited and get kind of jazzy, like, "ooh, tornado time. This is fun. I think that. I certainly get excited. I'm like, "ooh." Let's go drive around. Not that I want to drive into the middle of a tornado, or if the tornado is descending on my house, I don't want to put myself at risk. But if I can watch the tornado from a distance, it's a pretty spectacular view. That's fun to me. Okay, so all of these circumstances, tornadoes, circumstance, they happen. Everybody in the world can see that this is an event that happens. I think it's cool. Other people are terrified. Those are thoughts. Okay. Those are created, those feelings, it's cool or fear are feelings that are created by our thoughts about tornadoes. Okay. So circumstances should not be emotive. They should not create a feeling. In fact, the idea of a tornado really does kind of create some excitement in me. They should not create it. Like weather patterns might be a more appropriate way to describe that circumstance for me because of how Um, tornadoes kind of create an emotion in me. Another example of where we kind of have to adjust our circumstance, sisters. I don't have a sister, so I I have a sister-in-law whom I love dearly, but I can use this as a, you know, horribly emotive or horribly neutral experience, right? Sisters exist in the world. They are a circumstance, but some women have a relationship or some people have a relationship with their sister that creates a lot of emotion. And for them, saying sisters might create that emotion. So when we're working through the thought model, it's not a great thing to put your circumstance line that you have a sister or sisters exist if they create a lot of emotion. It might need to be family exists, right? Like we have families and sometimes, and that may be less emotive for you. And it's really important to recognize that sometimes we have to put that less emotive description in there in the circumstance line so that we can get a clean understanding of what's happening with our thoughts about that circumstance okay so if you're ever unsure of whether the circumstance you are putting out there is truly a circumstance or whether it's a thought i want you to see that a circumstance is something that everyone would get the same result from. So looking at the thermometer in my backyard, all of us looking at it at twelve twenty-eight in the afternoon, we are all gonna get the same reading on that Fahrenheit thermometer. All of us, everybody in the world would get that, okay? That's a circumstance, okay? If it's somebody's getting, one person's getting one result like it's hot and one person's getting one result like it's cold, that's a thought, that's not a circumstance. If the seas of the world, the circumstances of the world were the same for every human being, the result would be the same. Okay. So that means if you can think of a circumstance, like I work this eight to five job and it's what's keeping me from getting this result. Like I work an eight to five job and that's why I have type two diabetes. If that's where your brain is going, I'm too busy with this job and that's why I have diabetes so you have a circumstance and then you have a result yes i'm too busy is actually a thought but you have a job that expects you to be there from eight to five and maybe you've committed to be there from eight to five and you want to show up for that commitment and you go to work from eight to five and your brain is offering to you that that's why you have the result of type two diabetes it is only a congruent thought model it's only a real equation, or I guess an equivalent equation, a true equation, if every human being who works eight to five also has type 2 diabetes, then it would be a circumstance. And if that's not the case, if you can look around and see humans who have the same schedule as you and don't have type 2 diabetes, this is the best freaking news I could ever offer you in your entire life because you don't have to have that result either. And that's where the incredible power of this revelation that circumstances never create our results. That's where the power comes. So I'm gonna run through a few examples and these are frequently examples that I have with clients. And I'm going to run through the thoughts that keep us stuck and sick. And I'm gonna run through different thoughts that would not keep us stuck and sick. So some of these thoughts are thoughts that I've had in the past. And then some of these thoughts are thoughts that I've grown to get to my present state where I'm not insulin resistant and not having prediabetes and not having high blood sugars and my scale is where I want it to be and I like where my health is. I have a good relationship with my health and I have a really solid relationship with my food, okay? So that's for me. You don't have to want the results that I have. You don't have to want that at all. What you have to see is it's, not required that if you have a certain circumstance that you have the result that you have and if that's the reason that you've been believing is keeping you sick i want to blow the doors off of that for you so you can see that something else is possible for you okay so the examples i'm going to use scheduling i'm going to use food the food that we like and then i'm going to use exercise and then i'm going to dive into some of what's called thought errors because i think it's important for us to see that these exist so the schedule one is one I've kind of been talking about. And I think it's a really common one, right? So the circumstances, I have items scheduled between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. today. That's pretty neutral, unless you feel something with that, then you shouldn't use that. But most people feel confident, like I've gotta be at work at eight and I'm done at five. Like I could present that to a court of law saying that this is my scheduled time at work, okay? The thoughts that we have about this are what create the results that we get. So if your thought is, I have no time to take care of me and and manage my diabetes, and that thought maybe makes you feel resentful or even overwhelmed, and then your action is to eat whatever's lying around, your result from that is that you don't take care of you or your diabetes, okay? If you have a belief about the food that you like, so the food that you like is a very vague thing, but like everybody has a certain food that they like. You are not listening to this podcast if you don't have any food that you can't seem to stop eating, even though it makes you sick. You've not, you're have not you not showing up for this podcast, if that's the case. Most of us listening to this, we me giving this podcast and anybody listening to this episode has a food of some sort that they continue to eat. They like it so much that they continue to eat it, even though it's causing a problem. Okay, so that food exists. I'm gonna use ice cream because I love ice cream. I love ice cream. I love all the ice creams. I'm trying to think of one ice cream I don't like, but I can't find anything. So ice cream is gonna be the food that I like. Ice cream exists. Everybody in the world, if they live in a country where they don't do ice cream, they can come to Kansas and they can find ice cream because ice cream is a circumstance that exists in the world, okay? The thought, I can't resist ice cream because I love it so much, leads to feelings like maybe weakness or out of control or desire or entitled or even excitement. And excitement's a funny feeling. Like we want to feel excited. It's so sexy and jazzy and we want to feel it. It sounds like so much fun. But it's also riddled with um, neurochemistry like epinephrine and adrenaline. And when we have that neurochemistry going on, not always does excitement do this, but a lot of times excitement will do this. When we have that neurochemistry going on, we aren't looking at long-term effects of what we do. We're looking only at the short-term effects. If you think about epinephrine are re- released in a state of fear, like 10,000 years ago, epinephrine was released and cortisol was released when you're getting chased by an animal that wanted to kill you, so that you could evaluate as many options of retreat as possible as quickly as possible in order to save your life in that moment right then you did not think more than a couple of steps ahead of you to figure out if that option a b c or d which one was actually the best option you just looked at which one would allow you to escape death in that moment So when we are under those neurotransmitters and those hormones in our body, a lot of times we're not looking at long-term effects of the decision we're making, which is why when we're excited about ice cream, that we sometimes make that decision to eat that. And it feels fun because it's excitement, but we're not usually assessing or evaluating the long-term effect of eating that ice cream. And that's why, like excitement doesn't always lead to great decisions. But when we're having the thought of, I love ice cream, and I can't resist it, and we're feeling that excitement, that entitlement, that out of control, or that weakness, we eat the food, and the result that we get is that we don't resist it, and we stay sick with type 2 diabetes, okay? When we have exercise, or like daily exercise routines, right, like, or we have, we understand the circumstance that exercise has been proven to improve diabetes, or we just, like believe that exercise is healthy for us and we want to do exercise. So you have the circumstance of exercise and then you have maybe many thoughts, but maybe the thought of I have a broken foot or a sprained ankle, so I can't use exercise as the tool I need to improve my blood sugars. And you feel resentful or maybe out of control. And then your action is you don't do any exercise and your result is you don't improve your blood sugars. Okay all of these we believe that you know exercise and my lack of ability to do it is why i have result the results of diabetes or we believe um that ice cream is the reason because i love it so much and i can't stop it is the reason that i have that i'm sick with diabetes or we believe that my schedule is why i don't have time to take care of me and my diabetes so I'm going to offer you other thoughts about these same scenarios, these same situations. And again, remember, a circumstance is something that happens and if it's required to get the same results, that that's like gravity, or that's like the sun coming up in the east. Everybody has that same experience of like a scientific law, right? Circumstances that create you know, our disease or the things that we're not wanting, these come from our thoughts. We filter all of those circumstances through our brain. And that is what actually creates our results. It is not the event that's happening, right? If the sun comes up in the east and you really have a hard time with the sun coming up in the east, it's not because the sun's coming up in the east, it's because what you believe about the sun coming up in the east. Okay. That's, what's creating your hard time results. All right. So if you have a circumstance, if you have things scheduled from eight to five, and my thought for that is I have to be really intentional about taking care of myself because there's not a lot of time to do it. So I have to make it count. And for me, that drives focus, like determination, focus, intentionality. My actions from that determination and that intentionality is that I eat foods that that like give my cells nutrition that serve my body that serve my health and of course my result is i'm healthy i create health from that has nothing to do with my schedule okay when i have food like ice cream around that i really like i have a thought i want to love this food and i want to be healthy i want both to exist at the same time And I want to pause here because if you're believing that you don't want to love this food, God, it would just be easier if I could just not love this food. I call BS. You do want to love the food. Everybody wants to enjoy their food. If you believe you don't want to love it or enjoy it because then it would be easier, that is not what makes it easier. (laughs) What makes being healthy easier is not telling yourself that you can't resist it because you love it or that you can't resist it unless you hate it. And that's just not the truth. You can resist it and love it, right? My thought is I want to love the food and I want to be healthy. I want both. And that feeling for me is resolution, is resolved, resolute, it's resolved. I'm resolved to the fact that I'm going to love the food and I'm not going to eat it all the time because I want to be healthy. So I don't eat that ice cream today. And the result that I get from that is I'm healthy. When I have exercise, so if I had a broken foot and I did, I had a broken, I had a stress fracture at one point years and years ago. And the idea of daily exercise was challenging because I had a stress fracture and I couldn't go out and exercise the way I wanted to. So definitely like it's very reasonable to believe I have a broken foot so I can't use exercise to improve my blood sugars. But if you challenge your brain to go forward and say, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and exercise. I'm going to figure out how I can use exercise to improve my blood sugars despite a fracture. Then you're going to start looking for ways to solve that solution. Okay. So for me, even a little exercise, this is my thought always, even a little exercise will help my blood sugars. I can find something to do with my arms to get my heart rate up, or even I can use sauna because I know in my brain, because I have looked at this information and maybe you don't have this information, but that's fine. But I know in my brain that sauna mimics the health benefits of cardiovascular ex- exercise, okay? When I have the thought, even a little exercise is going to help my blood sugars, I feel driven to figure out how to exercise in a way to help my blood sugars. So I find armor exercises. Maybe I go swimming. Maybe I go out and I find a sauna. I do something and you improve your blood sugars, okay? We all want to believe that the inability to exercise, whether it time, be time or whether it be... Um, aches and pains, or whether it be true lack of capability, broken bones, whatever it might be. We believe that that is what is creating the result of having diabetes or being sick or not being able to improve our health. And the sooner that we stop believing that that is causing it and realize that, no, it's the thing I believe about that circumstance, it's causing it. The sooner we realize that and believe it, the sooner we can stop living the same disease life result that we have and start figuring out some other way. So I hear you out there. I hear you saying, well, if this is the case, then I can just tell myself, I can just think that that food is healthy. Delaine, if it's just my thoughts and that's gonna create the result, I'll just think that it's healthy. And so you'll have the circumstance of pizza And you'll have a thought, and this might actually sound a little bit familiar for you. Eating pizza occasionally is still healthy. And you feel maybe permissive or maybe reassured that your decision to eat the pizza is totally okay because eating a little bit of pizza occasionally is still healthy, okay? And you eat the pizza from that permissive or reassured feeling and your result is your sugars don't improve and you're not healthy. So I know you think you're like, huh, I caught her. This is not true. Just because I think the pizza is healthy doesn't make it healthy. And you're right, it doesn't. This thought that eating the pizza sometimes is still healthy is what we call in the biz a thought error. These exist. If you're telling yourself, if you're having a thought that you regularly prove is inaccurate with your evidence, it's a thought error. It's as simple as that. If the result that you get is the exact opposite of the thought that you had about it, (laughs) eating pizza occasionally is healthy and your result is you're not healthy. That's a thought error. That's all it is. And we have a lot of these running through our brain, a lot of them running through our brain. If I just admit that I love the muffin, then I won't want it anymore. Thought error. That was not true. I totally still wanted the muffin. Okay, We have all sorts of thought errors. Calling them what they are really diffuses them nicely. Oh, that's a thought error. When I believe that eating pizza sometimes is okay and I've tried it a million times and my blood sugar goes up every time, clearly it's a thought error. That diffuses those thoughts and it, it makes that permissive or re, that false reassurance assurance that goes with it less appealing. It makes it less you know compelling to behave that way. We don't eat the pizza. We don't have our sugars go up. Life is fine. Okay, we just know that we really like pizza. Okay, so circumstances are never producing our results ever. The circumstance that happens in life never produces our results. The results that happen in our life is all that we have the capacity to create. We can't create somebody else's results. We can only create our results. And those results come from the things that we believe and the thoughts that we have. We are entirely responsible for these results. No one else and nothing else is responsible for them, right? The power in this is when we have this realization and we embody this realization that the circumstances never create the results that we have in the world. We are always able to create the results that we want in the world, okay? this is what coaching does okay guys it's not that i wire your jaw shut you don't ever get to eat ice cream and pizza it's not that i walk around you and i slap the pizza out of your hand it's none of those things that is not what coaching does coaching helps you rewire these beliefs that you have these thought errors that you have it helps you see the power that your beliefs will create in your life And it helps you start to guide those intentionally to get the results and the life that you want. That's what coaching helps you do. If that is something you're interested in, please reach out to me. Send me a message, Delane at DelaneMD. I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have. I'm happy to get you on the schedule for a consult so we can get you started working on these parts so you can put this diabetes thing behind you if you have any questions about what i've spoke about here don't hesitate to reach out to me if you're watching on youtube yes there is a delaine md youtube channel these podcasts are broadcasted through the youtube channel every week when that happens it's kind of hit or miss like sometimes i'm really good and i have it scheduled out and i can let you know and then other times i just pop in and do it but if you go and subscribe to the youtube channel you will get notification when i go live and you can pop on for these and then you can ask me questions also again join the uh facebook group uh delane md reversing diabetes facebook group because then you can ask questions in there i hope you found this helpful i will be back next week bye bye